0: Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley.
1: It is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. As we began on this, Aaron, Wednesdays, that sound right to you? Are we already midweek? I mean, we are rolling. And, uh, man, that was fun today. Aaron and I were uh, across town at the Baylor Club for the 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 big time. I mean, I love that. The chamber, that Waco chamber first pitch banquet luncheon. That was nice. Aaron, you look nice today. Got a great golf shirt on. You were ready. Uh, good food over at the Baylor Club. Thank you, Mike Mosel. Thank you for everything you do. Great crowd over there. Aaron, wasn't that cool to see MCC's coaches and then the Baylor coaches, then followed by a little talk from Sean Tilson, who went on to have a really nice uh, major league career after playing at Baylor. I thought that was a good, as a good way to kind of get ready for softball baseball season. I know on the John Morris show, Aaron, you had, uh, well, you had uh, Coach Moore, and you heard a little bit from uh, Mitch, and that's great. Uh, And I I love hearing that. Today, we're going to continue down that road on that theme. And at 525 today, after he gets out of practice, Glenn Moore, Baylor softball coach, will be joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas with Aaron Sexton. Aaron, were you pleased? I mean, I thought the food was good. I mean, we had the chicken. Oh, we had like a pork type option, kind of a pork loin with some green beans I mean, you seem pretty pleased over there at your seat. Um, and, I, you know, we. I thought our view of the – and John, I think he expressed earlier off-air, Aaron, he wanted to kind of give our table a shout-out, hey, to my ESPN Central <laughs> Texas buddies. John was not – now, I would say he would have, but he couldn't see us. There was one column – that was a little in the way, and I just don't think John could see us out there. Is that is that a fair assessment?
2: I think so, because we definitely didn't get our shout out. I was waiting for it too, and you know, it just never happened.
1: I mean, you hear it every day that John Morris show with Aaron Sexton. I thought uh, I thought we would be featured in some way. It's okay. It's okay. John did a great job, kept things moving. Now there was a big, there was a huge chamber. Waco Chamber, I mean, boy, they do so many events. They're so awesome. And there was a big event last night in town. And Aaron, I, I kind of felt like John made reference to the fact that that thing might have gone on for a pretty good amount of time. Is there... I see I can't find any MC work in this town. I feel like John has every... I mean, one year, I should have taken it. Years ago, Baylor, somebody from Baylor, I think it was Jovan Overshawn, called me... To handle some kind of event, it's like, "Hey Mosley, could you come do?" They were going to call it. the uh, Oh, it was going to be like the Emmys or something. It was like the 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 Bear. It was like some kind of athletic awards. Mm-hmm. And I, and I was like, yeah, "This is kind of fun." And Aaron, something I had something on the agenda and couldn't do it. I feel like that was my one opening, and um, I've never, <laughs> I've never been asked again. Actually, I'm about as Aaron, you've heard me. People listen to this show every day, know me trying to be the one to keep everybody in line and keep them on point and keep things moving and remember all the right names to thank. I don't, there's a lot of things the Lord, you know, gave me in in terms of some things that I can do. That's not one of them. So the MC thing, I love hearing John know. John just does such a nice job with it. Keeps it going, makes everybody feel great. That was a good prayer. Man, what was that, Aaron? The glory, what was that church called? I like that guy. He kind of got up there and he just had a he had a good non-denominational look about him. You know, he just had the right, he had the cool glasses and he had the hair just right. It was like, I'd kind of like to go hear that guy sometime. Aaron, what was the name of that church? Do you remember Glory Hills or something like that? I like the name of the church. Uh, Pastor, if you're out there, enjoyed the prayer. Thought you did a nice job. Good invocation. Now I've heard before, if you go too long with an invocation, JMO will stand up and just say, "You're done. You got we got to move on here. We we got these baseball coaches. We got to get to. You're going a little long." Oh man, that, that good guy. I like that guy. Uh, and Aaron, the, the prayer before the Baylor game the other night was an interesting one. Uh, I.
2: I read a little bit about it on Twitter.
1: Okay, basically ask the Lord to give the officials clear vision or something along that. Then we got some we got some Baylor stuff in there like Pro Texana. What's our stuff we say? Pro Ecclesia, Pro Texana. Yep. Yeah, we got some mentions of that in. I like the I like a good pregame prayer. Do you think that ever freaks out those state schools? KU, Texas come in here, and then we go, and we do the pregame prayer. I I, I don't think they're used to that.
2: I'm sure it's probably more so the team and fans from down south of here.
3: Yeah?
2: Yeah. Just, I don't, I don't know. I think it would, I don't know that anyone would have a problem with it, but, like, if you you live in Austin and have been there a a while, it's a different... A different vibe. I don't. I don't know.
1: Let's do that at the Moody Center. Let's promote. The University of Texas needs to start praying before games. (laughs) What would that prayer be like? We pray to the Lady of the Lake.
2: Get Matthew (laughs) McConaughey to do it.
1: It would. That's right. The Minister of Culture. I mean, who would they pray to? No, I'm kidding. Come on. Come on. They would work the Lord in there in some respect. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. What about TCU? Are they still praying before games? Something tells me not. It is called Texas Christian University. Aaron, have you ever noticed our TCU friends don't play that up? They don't exactly. They're not hitting that Christian part real hard. Uh, It is TCU. It does have Christian roots. I would say the Methodists even lean in it, to it more than TCU at SMU, Southern Methodist University. Although, Aaron, how often do you hear anybody say Southern Methodist? I bet that's the first time you've heard anybody use that term in about 10 years.
2: It's been a S- while, yeah.
1: Yeah, Southern Methodist University. Aaron, did, what denomination did you grow up?
2: I grew up in Waco, so that should...
1: Baptist? Yeah. Okay. Yep. More Baptist churches per capita anywhere in America. What was your home church, man? What was the where did you kind of what was the where did you cut your teeth?
2: North Waco Baptist,
1: North Waco Baptist, which was where?
2: Right off, um, right off Alexander. Okay, off between Alexander and Reuter.
1: Okay, North Waco Baptist. See, I spent some time during my Baylor career. I went out and I started. Uh, and I, I started ushering. Over at Western Heights, Baptist, pastored by Charles Dixon, very close friend of our family, and uh, found out he he left there 1998, so about 25 years ago or so. And uh, what an awesome guy he was. What were you going to say, Aaron? I'm sorry I cut you off there.
2: Oh no, I was just going to say when I was young, actually, the first church I attended with my brothers and sisters was Park Lake Baptist, and then. When I got a little older, like in junior high and early in high school, I went to North Waco. So
1: Did you walk the aisle at some point? Do you remember you remember making your profession of faith?
2: I did get baptized at North Waco, but North we, didn't, Waco. we didn't walk the
1: aisle. All right. Got dunked. Yep. All in that. the big
2: in the big swimming pool behind the pulpit. <laughs> That's why I, one of my favorite things about Baptist Church is is uh the uh the baptism tub behind the pulpit.
1: It's a baptistry, sir. And um <laughs> And still a lot of us Baptists feel like you should have full immersion. I happen to attend did, a Baptist I, church. Did you go fully immersed? I did. I happen to join uh to be at a Baptist church where it's kind of like you put your you dip your hands in something and then you that that counts too. Hey, come on here. Dip your hands in it and 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 there's we we find some different ways to get around things but uh, still like the full immersion. When I was 9 years old there at First Baptist Kaufman. Uh First Baptist Kaufman, I uh, I was dunked. My brother jackie newton so those uh those uh things are always right there in my memory february 27th 1983 aaron has this got they got a little too religious <laughs> the matt moseley show espn central texas big show planned john werner of the waco trib and uh john's going to join us at 420 want to talk some basketball with him Aaron, I believe, and I was, of course, during that banquet, so I was trying to concentrate on what was going on there. I do believe I tipped him off. I do I do think I told John that we're going to be calling. But, uh, well, 420, all right, is John. And then uh, 525, Glenn Moore, Baylor softball coach. What a guy he is. And John's already played a little bit of Coach Moore today, but I just thought it would be fun to have him on live. You can't have too much Coach Moore, Coach Thompson, Aaron, who's that new coach? I like that guy over at MCC. Both those coaches. Coach Barry is a softball coach. Tyler Johnson, is that my man? Over at MCC, wasn't that a cool dude? Did yep. you see, Aaron, that's how I used to do my hair. You know, you probably would prefer me to do it like that now. You know how he fades it on the side? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a young man's haircut.
2: When I had an adequate amount of hair to have that haircut, I also did that.
1: That's what they did. Where they would do it in Waco for me was over at Southgate. Thank you, Joe. Uh, thank you, Gene. Rest in peace, Gene. We lost Gene a few years ago. And then I'd go down to Tito uh, Tito Puente uh, downtown. What a great boy they did. A, Tito did a great job. He was a fun. He was a fun guy. That was back, Aaron. When you would, when you're in college, you'd go get your hair cut quite a bit because you like to have that. That fade, that really fresh, mm-hmm. and you say, "Hey, do use a number like a one and a half or a two on the side," and then they would just clip you right off. And then I got married, and my wife said, "Nope, <laughs> you're actually going to play pay more than six dollars for a haircut." You know where she sent me? I mean, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say I don't go there That's anymore. On, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Tony and Guy. There I was, Mister Mosley. Would you like to put on a smock? I'm like, excuse
2: me. See, I always went to a salons salon? instead of barbershops. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love barbershops. I, I went a few times as a kid with my grandfather, but if it was in Waco, I, w- I went to, to a salon to get my hair cut. Always barbershops. For someone who hadn't had hair for so long, I was very picky <laughs> about mine.
1: <laughs> I think you could grow some out on the back. I can see the makings of some on the back, and I think you ought to... Just kind of let that stuff go because you could let it get real long in the back. It would look a little weird, but I think I think we would all celebrate that. John Werner at 420. Uh, Aaron, uh, big night, the Big 12 last night. Okay, Tuesday evenings in the Big 12 are always fun. And you had the Cyclones taking down K-State 80-76. to You had the Longhorns over Oklahoma State. Eighty nine seventy five, and you had TCU just completely obliterating Oklahoma seventy nine fifty two. I I I'm a, I'm a little embarrassed for OU and what they're doing with their basketball program. I mean, Porter Mosier, man, he was so good. You never know how these mid major coaches are going to be. He's a man. We've talked about the tight uh, golf shirt that he likes to wear. Uh he. He can't. he's does not have that thing going. He's got both Groves brothers, two very tall men, one with a big, thick, bushy beard who likes to shoot threes, but they're not good. I mean, they really aren't. Baylor was fortunate to win that game there, but Baylor played. Think about that. They went on the road to OU and honestly played horribly. That was not a good game at all, and they found a way to win that game. And uh, so OU, not good. Horn frogs. Just, uh, just obliterate them. Seventy-nine to fifty-two. Horn frogs are good. Aaron, I think you could make the argument that TCU is the best team in the league. I don't know if they'll win the conference, but man, they're fast. They're athletic. They're big. I like the cork. They've got a backup center who's awesome. Lampkin's a great starting center. I like what TCU brings to the table. Baylor, Kansas, and TCU all tied now. At five and three Iowa State Texas and, and K State are tied for the lead at six and two in the big 12 that we do talk about this being the best conference in the in, in, in I, I'm sure it is but Aaron you got to say that the rest of the conference and part of it's just because they it's the bad luck of being in a great conference tech not good um I mean it, it, it really rough. West Virginia, not good. What are those teams right now? A combined 2-13 and or something like that? I mean, bad. Who else? Who else? Uh, Oklahoma, not good. Oklahoma State, not good. So is it fair to say this is now kind of a a top-heavy league? I mean, I I don't think we can – we keep talking about how great a conference it is, and I think that's somewhat accurate. But these bottom teams aren't very good. I mean, I think we need to tell it like it is a little bit. And Tech is bad right now. I mean, they don't have. I mean, they've got O'Banner and they got some young guys. They're not any good. I mean, I'm sorry. You've got to stumble into a win before you get to zero seven. So uh, we'll uh, continue to talk Big Twelve. We'll do a little bit of it with our old buddy John Werner from the Waco Trib. Great friend. Man that loves a good deadline. And that was a tight deadline the other night for the Waco trip. Saw Bryce today. And it couldn't get his attention, but old, old Bryce was doing a good job. Man loves a good buffet. And we had a really nice spread today over at the Baylor Club. John Warner, the legendary Waco Trib, Baylor beat man, joins us next.
4: Scott Drew and the Bears all season long here on ESPN
5: Central Texas. It's the Big 12 SEC Challenge this Saturday in the Farrell Center is the Bears host Arkansas. 2:30 for the countdown to tip-off. 3 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Baylor
4: Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Right here on the flagship station for Baylor Basketball, ESPN Central Texas.
5: off 2023 with a bang at the Start Something New sales event. Get up to $2,500 in total values and 1.9% for 72 months on all new 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limiteds. That's right, 1.9% for 72 months plus rebates. Deals are available across our entire inventory. Remember if you don't see what you want, we can build your custom dream vehicle today. The Start Something New sales event is happening now at Allen Samuels in Waco.
9: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios.
6: Howdy, Chet Garner here, professional guide, searching for bears in the wild. But not just any bears, oh no, a particular kind. With hundreds of thousands roaming freely in the wild, yet still hard to spot, unless you know the signs. There they are, Baylor Bears. If you're a bear enthusiast, or even a bear yourself, Join me and let's find some bears in the wild.
8: Join the expedition at baylor.edu slash alumni.
3: Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. insurance process for you don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof let a real professional you trust do the work for you put mcadams and sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over central texas check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid ESPN Radio Sports Center. Howard watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. In the Big 12, last night, number 12 Iowa State over Kansas State, 80 to 76. Number 10 Texas over Oklahoma State, 89 to 75. And number 11 TCU beat Oklahoma, 79 to 52. In the Big 12 tonight, West Virginia is at Texas Tech. Five finalists in the MVP award for the NFL: Eagles Jalen Hurts, Vikings Justin Jefferson, Bills Josh Allen, Bengals Joe Burrow, and Chiefs Patrick Mahomes. Washington Wizards beat the Mavericks one. 27 to 126 last night. Mavs have the night off to travel to Phoenix to face the Suns tomorrow night. UMHB women's basketball coach Mark Moorfield is no longer employed by the university. Moorfield served as the head women's basketball coach at UMHB since 2015. The team in the middle of the conference play is currently 13-4. UMHB has assigned Kendra Foreman as the interim head coach. SportsCenter,
9: every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas, and none other than uh, John Warner from the Waco Trib joining us now. Uh, John, he likes a trip over to the Baylor Club, but John, boy, Bryce was Bryce was front and center today as we got some Waco Chamber first pitch luncheon going. It was good to see him over there, and uh, seemed to really be fitting in well, shaking a lot of hands over there representing your sports department. John, I bet you were – I bet somebody had to be back at the shop digging up some stories, writing stories, and I bet that was you.
7: Well, actually, I was there too. John. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was on the Baylor baseball beat for 25 years through 08, so I got to catch up with, you know, Mitch and Mitch Thompson and Zach Dillon, who's now one of his assistants. Uh, I'm still on the Baylor softball beat. I've been on that probably longer than I was on the baseball beat. So, you know, uh, I, you know, I, I really like or have liked covering both of those sports, and uh, it's just kind of great to see everybody.
1: Yeah, Glenn Moore will be on today at five twenty-five, John. Uh, if you want to kind of listen in, see what see what he shares. How'd you like Coach Moore's uh, story about the puppies today? I thought that was kind of uh, I thought that was kind of a fun little shot across the bow at at, at Mitch. It, isn't it funny, John, to, to – uh, you probably thought you would not see those two coaching at the same place again, and here we are with Glenn and, and, uh, and, and Mitch. It does have to be kind of fun for you to see all this coming back into place.
7: Yeah, I'm kind of wondering if that puppy story was – is is factual uh, <laughs> i might have to dig deeper into that but uh no it was funny and uh, i tell you everybody's just really excited that mitch is back at baylor i mean of course he did a great job at N- mcc but you know i nobody really knew how they were going to go you know uh with the head coaching decision for the bears and Man, I, I think it's just a home run hire for them. And, you know, Mitch is so personable. He's such a great recruiter and coach. Uh, I think they're going to get really good really fast.
1: All right, what did you think about that atmosphere the other night at the Farrell Center? I mean, I the out the whole thing, the students – uh, John, I thought the students were working a little blue. And maybe not just been the students. I, I, I was, you know, every once in a while you kind of look around and you're saying, what are they saying? And there were some <laughs> things that kind of caught my ear a little bit. But, um, John, that, that uh, brought back some memories. And there have been some good crowds in recent years, obviously, especially when they play Kansas. But it was kind of nice for Baylor not to have those Jayhawks. I mean, in the past, when they played Kansas, they had great crowds. But a a big cheer would go up anytime KU did something. That was not the case the other night. Yeah. And it wasn't just because KU wasn't playing that well. Uh, I, I thought the um, I thought the whole presentation was pretty impressive. Even if John, the music might be for guys like us, music may have been a little louder than what we're used to. But uh, I thought that thing took on a little bit more of an NBA game type feel, at least the game presentation and the overall atmosphere.
7: Yeah, I got to say, my ears are still ringing uh, two days later. Uh, you know, of course, I'm an old man, so that's probably not that unusual. But uh, <laughs> no, uh, no, I agree with you with the crowd. I don't think there were the number of Kansas fans there that there usually are. And if there were, they, they definitely weren't as vocal as they usually are. And it was a really smart move by Baylor to fill seats that, you know, maybe some season ticket holders couldn't come. You know, they, they were filled with, fan, with uh, fans, uh, Baylor students and, uh, you know, fans. And, uh, and I think that really just added to the, uh, to the atmosphere and, you know, the volume. And uh, I think it, even though, you know, uh, K- Kansas coach Bill Self, he kind of downplayed the impact of the crowd after the game and the press conference, but I thought they made a, a really big impact, they, especially at the start, you know, where Baylor got off to such a great start. Uh, they were up 20-7, to 7, and the crowd really got loud, and they, they really got the crowd involved, and uh, I, feel, I thought they were really loud all night.
1: John Werner of the Waco Trib on the Matt Mosley Show ESPN Central Texas. What did you make of Bill Self's wrestling analogies wasn't that kind of interesting uh as he was talking about writing time and and people that are on top in wrestling and how much energy you have to expend when you're not on top and i thought that was kind of cool he gave a shout out to the first gent and the president of baylor linda livingstone brad livingstone um i thought that was kind of interesting i i i I guess they probably went to school together, perhaps, but they certainly seem to know each other because he walked in the back of that press conference and he said "El Presidente" and he, and he gave he gave <laughs> President Livingstone a hug. I thought I, I got to say, I mean, again, he just won a national title, so he's probably a guy that has pretty good perspective. But for just losing a tough ball game, um, he was in a pretty good mood, wasn't he?
7: Well, I got to say that wrestling analogy was a pretty unusual turn in a (laughs) post-game press conference, but no, but other than that, uh, yeah, he, he, you know, they've lost three in a row. They got stomped by TCU at home last Saturday. I thought he might be in a, in a worse mood, but he was pretty jovial. Uh, you know, I think, like you said, I mean, he's won two national titles. He's, he's seen the ups and downs of seasons and, uh, I think he just kind of sees this as maybe a blip, although he did acknowledge that the big 12 is tougher than ever. Uh, There are no off nights, like maybe some seasons in the past, Uh, you know, they've, they've got to be ready for everybody now. And of course, uh, you know, Kansas and Baylor are the big targets in the league, having won the last two national championships. So, you know, uh, everybody's going to be up for both those teams. And, uh, Well, I tell you, it's really fun watching Big 12 basketball this year.
1: I'd say so. And uh, to have K-State and Iowa State up there at the top, along with uh, Texas. Having seen a lot of these teams, John, now in person, do you – I mean, TCU is extremely impressive uh, at at Kansas. in the athleticism, the length, everything they bring to the table, the speed, Mike Miles is – obviously an NBA guard. I mean, he's going to be – he could be the next Desmond Bain, who's been incredible in the NBA. What do you you make of this conference right now? Like, if you had to say, okay, this is the best team in this conference, where would you point? Or do you think it's fair to say, you know, you could point three or four different directions?
7: Yeah, I mean, there's so many good teams, it's hard to say who's best. You know, of course, uh, Iowa State beat K-State in Ames last night. Uh, That wasn't a big surprise. Um, And and you mentioned TCU. (laughs) I mean, Coach Drew was really, you know, he really felt bad about Baylor's transition defense after that game. But nobody can beat those guys down court. I, I mean, those guys are fast. They really get to the basket. You know, they just, that's just their thing. I mean, they are hard to guard in transition, and of course Kansas had a whole lot of trouble uh, guarding them in transition at Allen Fieldhouse. But man, I, gosh, it, it's just so fun to watch this league because every game, pretty much every game, is really tight. I mean, there's a couple outliers like that Kansas TCU game, but uh, but man, every game is just you know really fun and dramatic and tense at the end and. uh, Man, I'm, I'm really enjoying it.
10: Yeah,
1: it's uh, uh, everything except maybe having to watch tonight a West Virginia at, at Texas Tech. I mean, these teams have combined, John, for 1 in 13 records. and uh, And, you know, in other conferences, they might be doing okay. They can't seem to eke out any wins in this conference. I think I saw, John, it had been 720 days since West Virginia's had a road win in this conference. I mean, think about how proud that program is, and Huggins and everything he does. And it's been forever since they've had a road win in the conference, and uh, that's uh, it's pretty wild to see, uh, you know, a, a matchup like that with these desperate teams. But uh, it, it, I guess it's starting to look like it's a top-heavy conference, although. The, the, the bottom four or five could jump up and bite you on any given night. But uh, it is interesting. It, it really does seem to be the haves and have-nots. And all this talk about, oh, they could get 10 teams in. John, I feel like some of that's going away. Like when a team starts 0-7 in conference, you can't really talk about them going to the NCAA tournament. Right, yeah.
7: Uh, yeah, I know like a, a Delinarty, he was, God, projecting like nine teams. But, but you know, this is a fairly early in the season, not even to the halfway point of conference. Um, I think it's probably more likely it'll be about seven. And, of course, the Big 12's fit seven in many times. I, I would expect to see that again. I mean, the top six are just great. I mean, they all, will, to me, I think they'll either be a four or five. A uh, four or five seat or higher in the, in the conference, the way it's looking right now, they're all in the top 20, so uh, I think there's a good chance of that. And I would say right now, I mean, I think Tech and West Virginia really don't have much of a prayer to get in the, in the tournament, unless something dramatic just happened. Uh, and I would say Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, they're both kind of borderline getting in, but probably at least one of those will get in. But I, I would predict about seven again.
1: It's interesting to hear about Chamwa Chachwa and like how he's what he's doing in practice and we, we hear more about him. I mean, I it's still hard for me to believe that he could make any kind of impact this season, and if he does, it would be maybe in future seasons. But doesn't it feel like John we're hearing about him more and more? They did a feature on him on ESPN. Scott was bringing it up the other night about how hard he's making it for them in practice. Are you getting the sense that he's making some kind of move or is this just kind of, you feel like some of this is maybe just encouragement for him to kind of keep him locked in because he's such a great leader for this team.
7: Yeah, I think the latter, Uh, I think it's more just kind of an encouragement thing, but you know, just the fact that he's practicing a little bit, uh, you know, he came out and, you know, threw down some dunks the other night before the Kansas game. Uh, But man, that was just such a major knee injury. I mean, it's like he tore like every part of his knee. And, uh, you know, I know it's been what about 11 months now. So I'm sure rehab has gone, gone well, but man, that's a tough place to start, you know, to get back for this season. I, I mean, I think we'll, we'll see, but You know, Scott has not said anything about him getting back into a game yet. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I I mean, we'll we'll see about that. But it is really encouraging because, man, he's just a great guy. And, uh, you know, he's such a hard worker. He's always got just a tremendous attitude, even after he's had the knee injury. Uh, But, yeah, you know, it's good to see him making progress.
1: All right. And Keontae George did not – Finish the game the other night. I know he had four fouls. He's had a couple of back to back games where he didn't have a lot of point production. He did not look engaged in that Oklahoma game. Wasn't that interesting, John, that Langston Love, they kind of were able to ride the hot hand? And everybody says, well, that's normal. It's not totally normal. I mean, when you have a superstar freshman who plays a ton to not finish a game like that. And I think it speaks highly of Langston Love. But uh, do you have any concerns right now with Keontae George, or do you kind of sense this is just kind of a normal, a freshman at some point may go through a little bit of a lull because he had been so incredible, it's just a little strange to see him go two games where he scores, I think, eight points in each of those games.
7: Well, yeah, I mean, he's definitely a marked man right now. I mean, because he's so talented. Uh, He had that big 32-point game at West Virginia. 27 at Oklahoma, at a Texas Tech. Um, and uh, you know he's had ups and downs this year. I mean his his shooting kind of comes and goes a little bit. I think he's forced some shots at some point but uh but no I mean the, but Langston was to me he he played a really pivotal role and in, in, in Baylor beating Kansas the other night. He had 11 points in the second half. he had a couple big defensive plays. I think, uh, you know, Scott, you know, he, he saw just how well he was playing and, and kept him in there. Uh, but, you know, I mean, as good as Chianti is, he's going to have some ups and downs just because he's a freshman. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been impressed with the guy. I think he's had a good attitude. I mean, in press conferences, he's always just so appreciative of the press. You know, he always says, you know, thank you all for coming, stuff like that. Uh, he he just seems like a really good dude to me, and um, you know he, he's going to have some ups and downs still, but obviously he's he's a major factor on that team.
1: Yeah, more players should thank us for coming, John. Don't you think? Don't you? <laughs> Would you like to see that?
7: <laughs> yeah, I, I I definitely like that approach.
1: <laughs> John Werner from the Waco Trib, and uh, always fun to. Uh, visit with you any you got any uh pointers on what I need to bring up with uh with coach Moore here at 525 he's got a practice (laughs) and he's going to go straight into it with me and I did attend the dinner on the diamond recently so I mean I've tried to jump on this bandwagon and uh and that was cool that was a really neat event that we had over there but anything Anybody you could give me to kind of bring up with him? Any any transfers I need to know about or anything like that?
7: Yeah, uh, let's see. Well, they've got a couple of really good players up the middle. Uh, McKenzie Wilson's one of the best uh, defensive players in the outfield, center fielder, great hitter. Uh, you might uh, Dariana Orme, she's trying to come back. Uh, she's had some kind of nerve problem in her rib. And she's going to be a really key factor on that team, whether she can pitch at an ace level again. Um, but, but yeah, but I would really drill him on that puppy story. Uh, you know, kind of get to the bottom of that. You know, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like Mitch was was kind of like, hey, if it's going to be like this, I, I like the, I kind of like the back and forth uh glenn got back to his seat i saw mac Rhodes kind of dap him up like hey good one good one there uh so i i like that i like everything about uh today's luncheon good to see sean tolleson wasn't it a man who uh was so yeah, good visited- for the bears so good for the rangers
7: yeah i visited with him a little bit after his his talk he was really good uh and i remember going up there during that 2015 season and interviewing him when he became the Rangers closer. And he's just always been a really good guy with a really good perspective on life. And, uh, yeah, that was a, a really good guest speaker. All right.
1: And I thought John Morris was good as, as always, I thought there might be some nerves from John, you know, with that big an audience, but boy, he just handled it with his usual aplomb.
7: Oh yeah. Uh, J a pro. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> all right um john always good to good to catch up with you okay and uh okay Matt. okay i'll talk to you soon
7: okay man see
1: you john warner waco trib that was a tough deadline the other night uh, uh, john was down there he just finds a way to get it done very tough deadline game because that game ended at like 10 30 11 o'clock and john just said hey i can do it i mean i can still i can handle this And uh, John's kind of ageless. He's looked like he looks right now for the last 25 or 30 years. And uh, one of the great guys in the business. Okay, let's do uh, some campus confidential. What do we got? What do we got going on? We got college basketball. We got college football. We got movement. We got different things happening. We're going to investigate. That'll be next.
4: Nikki Collin and Baylor Women's Basketball on 104.9 FM.
5: The Baylor women back in action Saturday, headed to Lubbock to take on Texas Tech. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 2 p.m. tip-off Saturday on 104.9 FM.
4: Follow the 12-time defending Big 12 champions with Sophia Young-Malcolm and the voice of Baylor women's basketball, Derek Smith, on 104.9 FM.
10: You wouldn't call your doctor accountant or mechanic using a 1-800 number so why your bank if you have to dial 1-800 you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you come to central national bank and experience the difference bank different bank central central national bank member fdic run
5: don't walk to the baylor lion foundation's annual membership drive Sign up or renew your membership today at BaylorLineFoundation.com for a chance to win a basket of Baylor Line gear and more
11: surprise giveaways. Members get exclusive discounts and opportunities with Baylor Line partner organizations. Plus, you'll get a new issue of the Baylor Line magazine delivered right to your mailbox. Support
5: the voice of Baylor alumni since 1859 and the organization doing the most in the Baylor family. Become a Baylor Line Foundation member today at BaylorLineFoundation.com.
11: Hello
9: everyone, Brian Reese here, General Manager Harley Davidson of Waco. I'd like to thank all of our loyal customers for an incredible 2022 and wish all of our ESPN Central Texas audience a very happy 2023. To say thank you, I'd like to invite you to come into my store, mention the ESPN Central Texas advertisement, And I will hook you up with an incredible opportunity on any brand new 2022 Harley-Davidson motorcycle in stock. Again, ask for Brian Reese, and I will get your knees in the breeze. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at com.
8: La Fiesta Restaurant in Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the delicious menu. A delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin avenue in waco la fiesta where passion is the most important ingredient do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines start a conversation with a specialist at ascension medical group providence orthopedics and sports medicine tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you we are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho.
6: In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kalea with Kalea Wealth Management. Look for your money in a cup of joe on Apple and Spotify.
7: Clayo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC.
3: ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. In the Big 12 last night, number 12 Iowa State over Kansas State 80 to 76, number 10 Texas over Oklahoma State 89 to 75, and number 11 TCU beat Oklahoma 79 to 52. In the Big 12 tonight, West Virginia is at Texas Tech. Five finalists in the MVP award for the NFL: Eagles Jalen Hurts, Vikings Justin Jefferson, Bills Josh Allen, Bengals Joe Burrow, and Chiefs Patrick Mahomes. Washington Wizards beat the Mavericks 27 to 126 last night. Mavs have the night off to travel to Phoenix to face the Suns tomorrow night. UMHB women's basketball coach Mark Morfield is no longer employed by the university. Morfield served as the head women's basketball coach at UMHB since 2015. The team in the middle of the conference play is currently 13-4. UMHB has assigned Kendra Foreman as the interim head coach. Sports Center
9: every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley.
1: Well, it is Matt Mosley, and it is time to talk about college athletics. And uh, Aaron, got some good news. We got one of the new Baylor assistant football coaches that'll be hopping on with us soon, and uh, that'll, be, that'll be a lot of fun. And uh, Aaron, I believe we're going to get to talk to... The new inside linebackers coach, Christian Robinson. That'll be happening soon. We'll get, uh, we'll kind of get all those particulars to you and uh, have a lot of fun today. We uh, were over at a uh, luncheon and it was the uh, first pitch luncheon and uh, Waco Chamber. Boy, such a nice job over at the Baylor Club. And everybody, uh, John Morris, you hear him. Every day at 3 o'clock, the voice of the Bears did a great job uh, as MC. Sean Tollison, featured speaker. The different coaches from MCC and Baylor all got up and talked. And that was uh, was a fun afternoon of uh, getting ready for baseball season. It'll be here before you know it. And I thought that was – I got fired up hearing from all the different coaches. Glenn Moore will be on with us at about 525 today. We're going to talk to the Baylor softball coach as we continue to kind of get you ready for uh, MCC Baseball and Softball and Baylor Softball and Baseball. All right, Aaron, let's get to it. Today's campus confidential, what do you have for us?
2: A couple of former Baylor football players who entered the transfer portal have found new homes. First, former Baylor running back Craig Squirrel-Williams announced he is transferring to Louisiana Tech. Squirrel ran for 557 yards and four touchdowns last year for the Bears. And former Baylor kicker, Noel Rauschenberg is going to North Texas. He was primarily the Bears. He primarily handled uh, kickoffs for the Bears, but he is transferring to North Texas. He had a visit set up for Oklahoma State this weekend, but he is going to join the Mean Green as a graduate transfer.
1: Oklahoma State has had a few players leave. Apparently, he looked at Oklahoma State but was not pleased, not impressed by that Gannon University hire they made.
2: <laughs> I've, I've to- told a couple of people, Oklahoma State this year looks like Oklahoma last year, like the last one out. Please flip the lights off because it's a mass exodus. Now, they have – a few people coming in, just like Oklahoma did, but they're yeah. losing a lot more, and it could be a struggle next season for them. I think it will be.
1: They have the continuity of Gundy, though. It's harder when you're that's, getting a brand-new yeah, coach. That's so true. Gundy may be able to stabilize that, and we can laugh about Gannon, but the more I look into Gannon, the more I like it. And I'm, I'm wondering why Dave Aranda didn't bring in some, some, make some Gannon hires. I like this Christian Robinson hire. Because he, he was from Auburn. And he coached at Florida before that. Has some SEC ties. Bring him in. Let him coach up these inside linebackers. Christian Robinson, new Baylor coach. And, of course, he'll be uh, making an appearance on the Matt Mosley show. That's got to be – Aaron, that's kind of – isn't that kind of the uh, rite of passage for all new coaches at Baylor? They should – their first thing, it's kind of like sign your paperwork – and then they send them over to our show. Don't you feel like that's probably the way things should should happen?
2: Yes, that should be the procedure. I don't think that it is, but yeah.
1: <laughs> I think it should be. We need to look at some of those protocols over there. But I'm happy to have them. I love, man, getting some assistant coaches on. Great job by the Bears. Great job by Brent Ingram, the whole crew over there.
2: The top of the Big 12 basketball standings. It's pretty much a jumbled mess right now, and that's reflected in the latest odds to win the Big 12 championships released today from, well, one of the major betting sites. We'll just leave it at that. You want to guess the favorite to win the Big 12 as of right now?
1: Big 12 men's basketball? Yes. The favorite to win the Big 12 men's basketball? Uh, I I would say, Ooh. Iowa State?
2: They are second. The odds makers still favor Kansas. They are mm. plus 320, so a little over three to one. Iowa State is plus 350. Texas plus 400. TCU plus 450. Kansas State plus 500, even though they were in first place until last night. And our Baylor Bears with the fifth best odds or worst odds, whichever way you want to look at it, to win the Big 12 at plus. 650. That really surprised me. Here, go ahead. uh, I'm going to give you my account
1: information. (laughs) I'd like like to load in. 650,
2: you said? Yeah, the only worse odds are the four teams at the bottom of the Big 12, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, and Texas Tech. They're all 25,000 to (laughs) 1 to win the Big 12, which obviously just not going to happen for any of those four teams but besides them yeah, yeah. baylor with the worst Ooh, even like two-time that. defending champions yeah. have the worst odds to repeat
1: lack of respect how do you not put some respect on our name <laughs> now i don't that's that's quite a bit man fit that's i like those odds i would take the bears in that scenario and um this is this is going to be a grinder who what will be the the total number of wins do they say that like what how many wins they think is going to win the conference are there any bets on that i'm just trying to think okay if you go through the conference you play your nine games so you get you play 18 games i think a team's going to win this conference with like five losses I don't think that's happened in a while, has it? What did Baylor Baylor tie for it last year with how many losses, four? Four,
2: yeah. And I think it's been four the last three years. I think four years ago, Kansas won as – or Kansas or Kansas State won as a six-loss team. But it doesn't happen that often. I'd have to –
1: You know – don't worry about it. Do you know who the the best over the last, like, four seasons, the best two winning percentages – in the entire country, are Baylor in Kansas? I think it's Baylor one in Kansas two. Going back to the year of the um, of the pandemic, from then on, Baylor and Kansas have the best winning percentages in the country, one and two. You know how I knew that? Scott Scott Drew shared that with us <laughs> after the game the other night. Scott Scott. Whoever, I don't know if it's Matt Roberts or David Kay. I mean, there's no there's no coach in America that does a better job sort of knowing all the numbers and kind of being able to say, we're this, this, net ranking, da da. da, da. Scott is just tremendous at all that. And he kinda he he has a he has a mind for it. He remembers all that stuff. Like we're this, where you know, he'll give you all the all the different categories. You know why that is, Aaron? Because Scott still coaches like he did 15 years ago. When any of those stats that major program looked better, like you know, you kind of needed to throw that out. But and I kind of like that about Scott. He still kind of has that mentality. Like, hey, look at us! Look at what we've done! And he's always he's always um, you know pumping up his team and his program. And I think that's a good thing.
2: Just one game on the Big Twelve schedule tonight. West Virginia travels to Lubbock to take on Texas Tech at six o'clock on ESPN. That is a battle to stay out of the cellar of the Big Twelve men's standings. The what, what two teams, will somebody
1: offer me to watch that? <laughs> is there anybody that'll put up some money for me to actually sit down and watch that game?
2: Well, and I know ESPN does things to try to drive traffic to ESPN Plus, but it's still crazy that they have this game. On ESPN U, and then I think Saturday they had Iowa State and was it TCU on ESPN Plus?
1: No, they had they had the other day, or was it last night? I mean, the the Iowa State K State game was on ESPN mm-hmm. I mean, you, you're right, Aaron. Sometimes I look and I'm just baffled by some of the choices they make. Like on a Tuesday night. They Meanwhile, they're they're like, this is the greatest conference. They constantly talk about how the Big 12 is the greatest conference. And then you'll look, and ESPN will have like Vanderbilt, Kentucky on or something on the main deal. It's because they're still intoxicated by the Blue Bloods. And in their mind, the only true Blue Blood in the Big 12 is Kansas. Now, I think Baylor, if they're not a Blue Blood, they're knocking on the door of being a Blue blood. And then um, I'm, I'm fascinated to see what happens with this Texas team. You know, because it's hard for me because I I, 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 don't, I can't ever root for Texas. But I do kind of feel for the players that came there to play for Beard and they were so excited about all that. And then he goes and does, you know, just something idiotic. And for the right reasons, he lost his job. Um, but it's, they didn't do anything. And so I find myself in this weird place where I kind of want Texas to do okay because I I don't have Beard. I mean, and I didn't even dislike Beard. Beard was a heck of a coach. I mean, he really was. He was a great coach. But uh, And he'll coach again. I mean, these guys, the, the only people that ever, you know, like obviously Dave Bliss did something that never allowed him to coach again. And the same thing has happened with Art Briles, But there's almost nothing you can do not to be given a second chance to coach. And I promise you what Beard did, while shocking and awful, the allegations, he'll coach again. And you know what? It might be sooner than we think. Somebody next year or, or two years from now will talk themselves into hiring Beard.
2: It's funny that you say that. I had the, almost the exact same conversation with a good friend of mine. I said, "You know, if Rodney Terry, if this situation was almost any other school, I would be rooting for him to succeed and get that job." But I just, I just can't root for the Longhorns.
1: Kind of, I kind of root for Terry. <laughs> I kind of like the guy. I like his glasses. I just kind of like. There's something about the, the, the there's just something about those uh, those those round I just, I just I love I love the glasses and and I like this guy and I do I do kind of pull for him personally but you're right I mean it's not although by the way that game the other night LHn I'm gonna miss the Longhorn network because I I get it and it's it, it's always kind of there for you I'm, I'm gonna miss it a little bit there's Any, some things I like about the Longhorn Network
2: anytime you want to see the Texas. USC national championship game, there's a better than good av- chance that yeah. it's gonna be on the Longhorn Network playing. Yeah,
1: and and you get to hear Keith Jackson's voice, which is the voice that of makes college it worth football. It. Absolutely. You know, it was but, a great game too, I, but when they do don't, show it. You lot don't hear on Jackson anymore and you don't hear Musburger and it's like I like Chris Fowler. He's been on with us before here at ESPN Central Texas on my show. And I like him, but you know, those iconic voices are missing. Who's got the most iconic voice in college football now? Nestler? I mean, he does the SEC, and he, he's got a good sound about him. Yeah, I tell you what, I used to love Ron Franklin. We, I think we lost Ron recently. I used to love Ron, listening to his voice. There's just certain people that kind of have iconic voices. And I can't, I don't know, I don't know who we have anymore, Aaron, that truly kind of strikes you as that. I. You know who I like is uh, McDonough. McDonough. Mm-hmm. Sean McDonough. I think he sounds great. I think he has great pacing. There's just something about that guy. I really like hearing him do games. And what's weird about ABC and ESPN is their lead college football play-by-play man doesn't have that presence about him he's a good guy I like Chris Fowler he's a really nice guy but he doesn't have that iconic voice that suggests you are watching a big game like love or hate Musburger when you heard Brent's voice you thought this sounds big and there was just something about it all right Matt Mosley's show ESPN Central Texas reminder, Baylor softball coach Glenn Moore, great friend of the show, great friend of the station over the years, is going to join us at 525. Aaron, you're going to love this, though. The mock drafts are already starting to land. Mel Kuyper with his first mock draft, all right, at ESPN, and you're going to love Hearing who the Cowboys are taking at number 26. That's next.
3: Recently on Game Time. So excited to have this gentleman on with us to the Round Rock Express, Mr. Mike Caps.
7: Well, you've known me a long time. And (laughs) and you know that I I prescribe myself to the theory that Rogers Hornsby had by somebody asking the late Hall of Famer. They said, what are you doing in the offseason? He said, I sit at the window (laughs) and I watch seasons change. And I wish to hell
9: baseball would get here quicker. Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
6: Now is the best time to let Jeff Hunter Toyota put you in a used vehicle. Right now,
5: choose from hundreds of different makes and different models all priced to fit all budgets explore your possibilities explore new and used vehicles at jeff hunter toyota toyota quality waco values
11: ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at BarnettContracting.com.
2: dot com.
9: ESPN Central Texas is your home for game time. The John Moore Show and the Matt Mosley Show.
2: Does the thought of mice, rats or
3: other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855bugs.com now to schedule your free inspection.
1: Are you paying more than you need to for your car? Have you considered a refinance to save money? Refinancing can get you a lower interest rate and as a result decrease your monthly car payment, freeing up cash for other financial obligations. Learn about refinancing today at GenCo. Then save even more by skipping your payments for the first 60 days, only from GenCo Federal Credit Union. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility and loan policies insured by NCUA. My
0: money, my
9: From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
0: Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, VersaLive Southwest, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley.
1: The Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, as we fly along on a Wednesday Afternoon, Aaron. As I've shared with you before, Wednesday afternoon, at least at my favorite grocery store, is a, uh, a, a like it's five dollar S- sushi. sushi yeah. yeah, yeah, Give that a go tonight, Aaron. Are you a sushi guy? I am not. Why don't you Why don't you just expand your horizons a little bit, expand your palate, and give it a go and try some. Five dollars sushi. I kind of like people say Mosley. Why are you doing sushi at a grocery store? I think it's fresh there. I think they ship it in fresh. I like the I like the chefs at a grocery store. They just to me they're 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 more like a, they're they're more workman They just kind of they're not like trying to impress anybody. They're just like hey we're just we're putting out a large amount of product and we're doing it in a very aggressive way. And so I like some grocery store sushi. That's a Wednesday thing. It is the Matt Mosley show as we continue on here, Aaron. The um, the I kind of like this uh, Kuiper, and I, I was and he's got his big board, his top twenty five prospects. But I just thought this got me kind of excited thinking about the Cowboys, thinking about the off season. I, you see what I'm doing there, Aaron? That sounds like Mel. Think about this. Think about uh, think about uh, uh, Baylor, the Baylor player, the Baylor young man, Mark Milton. Aaron, do we have any Baylor eligible? <laughs> Last year, we had like six guys go in the draft. I'm trying to think who they have this year. Oh, oh, Ben Sims,
2: Apuika, really good tight end. Apuika, late first or yeah. a early second, probably.
1: Yeah how would how would Mel say that? Apuika, good, good, good in a phone booth. Can anchor. Can get up under you. I mean,
2: Excellent he, run stopper.
1: Yeah. Good character. Good character. Excellent run I like that. Good run stopper. And so today, Aaron, the uh, the Mel Kuyper put out his first mock draft of the offseason. And, I mean, I think people kind of get excited to see what Mel thinks. And so I'm kind of going through this thing. I am an ESPN and Insider subscriber, so I like to kind of get behind. Although Aaron, somehow I keep, I keep like getting the, I keep getting the video from. Oh, there's Mel. All right, I just wanted to make sure I had this in front of me. Now, before we get to where the Cowboys pick, I'm going to make you wait. I'm going to make you wait. I'm going to put it behind the paywall, uh, Aaron. That's like number 26, the Cowboys pick. But as you kind of look through these picks, um. I gotta say, I'm never excited about a first overall pick being a defensive tackle. That does not do it for me. Um again, is is Jalen Carter from Georgia great? Yes, he is. Is he a, just a monstrous man? He absolutely is. But but of course, what we look at in these drafts is who are the quarterbacks? Who are the first quarterbacks off the board? Aaron, were you surprised at all by, okay, you have to choose between C.J. Stroud from Ohio State, the quarterback out of Ohio State, or Bryce Young, the quarterback out of Alabama. Aaron, who would you take? If you had the, uh, the, the first pick at a quarterback, and you could have C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, the great quarterback from Alabama, which direction would you go?
2: It's tough. I mean, they were both really they're obviously the top two gonna be the top two quarterbacks in this draft. I would probably go with CJ Stroud just because he has he's they're they're both outstanding quarterbacks, but I think CJ Stroud's physical attributes are, are a lot greater than Bryce's is. Are.
1: Okay. They say he's extremely this is what Mel Kiper says about CJ Stroud, extremely accurate. Can make every throw and has excellent touch at every level of the field. I don't usually put too much stock into a single game evaluation. Aaron, I don't either. Okay. The most the mostly the mostly mock trial I used to do one, by the way. Um, but Stroud's performance in the narrow loss to Georgia in the college football playoff semifinals showed me something. Uh, I don't know. That does not do it for me when you do, you really start breaking these things down by single games. But um, he has CJ Stroud going second overall to the Houston Texans. This is Mel Kiper Jr. Mel Kuyper, Jr.
2: See, the only thing I don't like about his mock drafts, and I know he it's a lot. There's a lot more to it when you put in possible trades. But there's no way that Chicago is staying at number one and taking a defensive lineman, not when there are going to be teams offering them the world to trade up to take either uh, C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young.
1: All right, he's got the uh, – that's a fair point, I think. Arizona Cardinals at number three, Will Anderson, Jr. from Alabama, the defensive end, outside linebacker, great player. The Colts taking Bryce Young out of Alabama, and then the, um, the Seahawks taking a quarterback. At number five overall, this is where the draft gets weird because the, the most of America has not sat around, and, and they'll act like they know him, but they don't. Most, most of America does not know that much about w- Will Levis out of, uh, out of Kentucky. In fact, Aaron, if you ask most of America, they'd say Levis, Levis. They, they would be like, wait, how do I say his name? Um, can you imagine I mean, he's in. In they, Mel says, "Turn on his tape, and you're going to see some poor interceptions and questionable decisions. But you're also going to see rockets that should have been caught and tight window throws that no other passer in this class can make. There will be a general manager in the top ten who sees Levis's positives over the negatives. He also is ahead of the curve in learning a pro style offense." because that's what he played for the Wildcats. I I think this is interesting because I don't think there's a clear cut. Aaron, can you imagine this guy going in the top five and, and most of the country never watched him play? I mean... I know that America is fascinated with the SEC and we love watching it, but Kentucky football, no matter how good it is or how bad it is year to year, let's they, they that doesn't capture anybody. They don't bring eyeballs to the screen. Oh, I'm going to watch a Kentucky football game. So, I think in the build up to the draft, 80 to 85 to 90% of America will be playing catch up with this specific quarterback. Aaron, did you ever watch a game that involved this guy playing quarterback?
2: You know me. I'm one of the biggest college football fans you'll ever meet. I watch college football pretty much all day Saturday, every Saturday, and I maybe watched 10 to 15 minutes of Kentucky football all year. I yeah. just had no interest because I knew they weren't going to win the SEC. They weren't going to beat Alabama or, and or Georgia and, yeah, it just didn't interest me.
1: He's going to go – he could go fifth overall, according to Mel Kuyper. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. We're looking at some of this uh, as far as the the mock draft, Mel Kuyper Jr.'s mock draft, and all of this fascinates me. This one really fascinates me. Did Did any of us know that right in front of our very eyes – One of the great defensive players in the country was right there at Texas Tech. Tyree Wilson, the defensive end from Tech, is being predicted to go sixth overall to the Detroit Lions. Detroit would take Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. And, I mean, he can use his burst. This is what Mel says about him. He can use his burst at the snap to beat offensive tackles on passing downs or use his six foot six frame to hold up against the run, an edge rushing duo of Wilson and Aiden Hutchinson would be formidable, with surprise rookie James Houston working in on obvious passing downs. I mean, this is fascinating to me. Texas Tech, never known for its defense, to have a potential top 10 draft pick. A defensive end, a pass rusher from Lubbock, Tyree Wilson. Aaron, now that one, that one really grabbed my attention. Tyree Wilson uh, at number six. Now, the, the the next quarterback off the board on Mel Kiper Jr.'s first um, first draft is a guy that I think is going to be a polarizing player. I think he's going to be compared to Cam Newton. I don't know if that's fair or not. I think there were moments this year that he looked unbelievable from an athleticism standpoint, arm talent standpoint. People are going to love his size because he's six four. The Florida quarterback, Anthony Richardson, going ninth overall to the Carolina Panthers. Aaron, that's, it's an amazing thing to be a quarterback and be marginally good. On, a, on an SEC team that was not good this season, did not have a great year at all, looked good early, and, and had one big performance early. Aaron, I think that was a non-conference game that comes back to me when I think about what Florida did early in the season. And they've got him going ninth overall um, to the Carolina Panthers. Now, of course, we don't know who will be in Carolina. It could be Sean Payton. Uh, but whoever it becomes the coach of Carolina Panthers, this guy is so raw. Now, does he have a huge upside? Yeah, he absolutely does. But, Aaron, Anthony Richardson, to me, is a guy, like, needs to sit for two or three seasons. And you can't afford to do that at that point in the draft.
2: It's a uh... – It's not like it used to be where you can develop quarterbacks. You basically have to, unless you're Green Bay and you draft, (laughs) and you draft, use, use a first, I don't want to say waste, but they had so many other needs when they drafted Jordan Love. But other than Green Bay, yeah, you just don't sit quarterbacks. They have to go pretty much right into the fire, and teams tend to give up on them rather quickly, even if they're pretty high draft picks. If they haven't done anything spectacular by, say, the start of season or the end of season two, the team may be looking to move on. Just look at Zach Wilson.
1: Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Look at the Jets. I mean, they benched him this season and were willing to start some journeyman, as I recall, over him. And uh and that's where they've landed. Now we've got to get to the man of the hour. This is what you've been waiting for is who are the Cowboys going to take in Mel Kuyper Jr.'s first? Oh, one more. The the young man from Temple, who at times this season I saw going in the top 10 in the draft, Quentin Johnston, the wide receiver out of TCU. Um, Mel Kuyper Jr. has him going 22nd overall to the Baltimore Ravens. Now, Aaron, I've got mixed feelings there. I think they need him, but I also think that's been a wasteland for wide receivers over the years. There are certain organizations where you just go, hey, when's the last time they had, like, a great elite wide receiver? (laughs) And it's not like they haven't won a bunch of games and been to the playoffs and even been to Super Bowls. But we don't even think back to when they won the Super Bowl. I mean, can you name their wide receivers on that Baltimore Ravens team that year? One of them might have been Anquan Bolden. He might have still been playing for them. But it's not, I mean... They just don't – did Crabtree end up with them? I'm I, I just trying to remember who's ended up on that Ravens team. They don't end up developing or drafting great wide receivers. So part of me does not want him to end up there. But Quentin Johnston going 22 overall in this mock. Now, let's get to it, and we'll talk more about this in the coming days. Cowboys pick number 26 in Mel Kiper Jr., has them taking Bijan Robinson, the running back out of Texas. Aaron, I feel like we almost ought to play Texas fight right now. I think our Texas fans, our listeners, are excited about this. The thought of him playing for the Cowboys. Tony Pollard broke his leg. Uh, Zeke doesn't really have anything left. Okay, you're finally able to move off his contract without having too much penalty. I think there'll be some movement within the organizations to try to keep Zeke. You'd have to do it at a really low price. I don't know if he's willing to do that. It'll be fascinating because he's more valuable as a leader than he is actually as a running back. Bijan John Robinson can catch the ball. Incredible speed. Maybe the most gifted runner or running back in the country this year. Coming out of the University of Texas. Tremendous character guy. Um, I I don't mind this. I don't mind it at all. If you want to if you want to say, "Hey, let's get what we think is the best running back in this draft and let's take him right there at 26 and he falls to you at 26." Aaron, I don't know if there's any way in the world this guy is at uh, at 26, but if he is, I have no problem in the world with the Cowboys taking him. Would you love to have Bijan Robinson on the Cowboys? Text us on the CNC Collision Center text line. That's 254-662-1660. All right, it is time to get ready for the softball coach at Baylor. Love the guy. Uh, Just a really cool guy. We all all think the world of Coach Moore. Uh, That was a great luncheon today. We got to see him. We got to hear some of his stories and jokes. Glenn Moore joins the Matt Mosley Show next.
8: It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
5: I'm running a check of Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we'll hear from the mayor of Waco, Baylor grad Dylan Meek, on the partnership between Baylor and the city of Waco with the new Foster Pavilion. That's straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat.
8: Discounts may vary by
6: situation.
5: Kick off 2023 with a bang at the Start Something New sales event. Start your year off with incredible savings like 2.9% for 72 months on 2022 Ram 1500 Crew Cabs on all trim levels. Lone Stars, Laramies, and top-of-the-line Longhorn and Longhorn Limited or get values up to $3,750 on a Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab plus 4.9% for 72 months. Pick from the best selection of Ram trucks in Central Texas at Allen Samuels. In Waco.
7: Here's your chance to experience basketball at its best. See
10: some of the country's finest players and top ranked teams compete in the Phillips 66 Big 12 Women's Basketball Championship at Kansas City's historic Municipal Auditorium March 9 through 12. It's action
6: packed excitement for the whole family. The Phillips 66 Women's Basketball Championship. Tickets on sale now through Ticketmaster.com.
8: It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears.
5: And welcome back. Take a look on the banks of the Brazos right off I-35, right next to the Clifton-Robinson Tower, and you'll see growing out of the ground the new Paul and Alejandra Foster Pavilion, the home for Baylor men's and women's basketball beginning in less than one year. This project is a true partnership between Baylor Athletics, the city of Waco, and Central Texas, says Waco Mayor Dylan Meek. Yeah, it's really exciting. You know, um, you said it. We have a... Such a deep partnership between the city of Waco and Baylor, in so many different areas and so many different aspects. And um, but it's really exciting to see this one tangible one in the Foster Pavilion, and it is it is vertical, man. It It is looking great. You can see where the seats are going to be. Yeah, it is so exciting, and we're so thrilled that we were able to partner with Baylor to procure this location um, for this awesome arena. Yeah, when uh, you know when Baylor wins, Waco wins, and this is a success for all of us. That's right right i think it's what's so fun about that is that i think leadership is really aligned on that in both institutions both at the city and the community and at the university and i'm just so thankful for the leadership at baylor dr um, uh, or, or president livingstone um mac Rhodes, uh brett dalton that whole team has been such a a great partner um they, they've all been such great partners um, and, uh, again, that transcends so many different aspects of uh, community work. But uh, it's been a real joy to partner with them. That's the mayor of Waco, Dylan Meek, on the Foster Pavilion set to open January of 2024. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The source for Baylor
9: athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Listen to the Matt Mosley show online at
5: syntechsportsfan.com off 2023 with a bang at the Start Something New sales event. Get 2.9% for 72 months on 2022 Ram 1500 crew cabs on all trim levels. Lone Stars, Laramie, and top of the line Longhorn and Longhorn Limited, or get values up to $3,000 on a Ram 1500 Lone Star crew cab, plus 4.9% for 72 months. Pick from the best selection of Ram trucks in Central Texas at Allen Samuels in Waco. ESPN
9: Radio
3: Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. In the Big 12 last night, number 12 Iowa State over Kansas State 80 to 76, number 10 Texas over Oklahoma State 89 to 75, and number 11 TCU beat Oklahoma 79 to 52. In the Big 12 tonight, West Virginia is at Texas Tech. Five finalists in the MVP award for the NFL Eagles Jalen Hurts, Vikings Justin Jefferson, Bills Josh Allen, Bengals Joe Burrow, and Chiefs Patrick Mahomes. Washington Wizards beat the Mavericks 127 127- to 126 last night. Mavs have the night off to travel to Phoenix to face the Suns tomorrow night. UMHB women's basketball coach Mark Moorfield is no longer employed by the university. Moorfield served as the head women's basketball coach at UMHB since 2015. The team in the middle of conference play is currently 13 and 4. UMHB has assigned Kendra Foreman as the interim head coach.
9: Sports Center. every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
1: in Central Texas, as we press on and uh, Coach Moore, he's wrapping up a practice over there. Um, man, I was just looking up some things on the team. Uh, this is a, this is a uh, highly academic team. I am uh, this is the Baylor uh, softball team we're talking about, and uh, we'll have Coach Moore on in just a few moments as he gets ready to join. The Matt Mosley Show, and uh, what a time that was! The luncheon today, first pitch luncheon, the Waco Chamber. Uh, John Morris was up there announcing things, keeping things moving. John always does an incredible job on that, and so we will uh, look forward to uh, visiting with Coach Moore and finding out a little bit more about the uh, about his team because this is there's a lot of exciting things um about the team i mean my my goodness first of all their academics is just off the charts here that's really uh that's really good but uh we'll uh we'll talk about that as we go today we heard from mitch thompson we heard from the mcc softball coach the baseball coach tyler johnson over there on the baseball side coach barry on softball love how genuine they are how excited they are and i love what uh what Mitch Thompson poured into that MCC program. So today he was able to get up there representing both MCC and Baylor. And um, I thought the whole thing was really pretty cool. The way it came together about four or 500 people over there, everybody was dressed up great stuff over there at the Baylor club. And um, I mean, this is a, uh, this is a big time of the year uh, as we get ready for the schedule. And Aaron, as I understand it over there at, uh, Well, about February uh, 10th, I believe it is, uh, they'll start out in Las Vegas with a tournament. And I I find that to be, I think that's going to be awesome. Oh, surely Coach Moore has not been uh, silenced here. I was, uh, yeah, said everything was great earlier today. So we are trying to reach him and uh, he'll be good to go. Got to hear from him earlier today, of course, because on the John Morris show, he played some from the luncheon. And um, we will, uh, as soon as uh, he calls back, I've texted him. We'll be fine. We'll uh, we'll talk to Coach Moore and see how all of that's going. Now, the interesting stuff going on in the NFL that I wanted to catch you up on. Um, if there was ever a doubt... About Patrick Mahomes, and I don't think there was. Uh, the quarterback did speak today and said, "AFC Championship Week, ready to go." All right, he suffered that high ankle sprain in the first quarter of Saturday's uh, 27-20 divisional round playoff win over Jacksonville. Then returned in the second half. He's doing fine. He uh, a quote from him: "It's doing good." I've done a few days of treatment, a few days of rehab, excited to get on the practice field and kind of test it out and see where I'm at. But it's feeling good so far. I felt better than I thought I was going to after the game. Moving on it during the game definitely hurt. But after the game, I was able to rest it and kind of uh, ice it up and do different stuff like that. I felt in a little bit better position, and obviously the next morning – Felt a little bit better. And then I've continued to get better throughout the week. So we'll uh, see how I feel today in practice. Um, I He was not moving well during that game. He was limping around. The arm is still to the point where you never want to bet against Mahomes. But the betters are going a different direction with this game. The line moved based on what people were thinking Mahomes might be ready for. And I, it does look like he just doesn't. He's he wasn't moving extremely well on it. Now they can shoot him up before the game. They can give him some things, but with a with a high ankle or kind of what he's dealing with, there's only so much you can do. So I think I think this is uh, this one's looking fascinating. And I think there's a reason the betting public is moving toward the Bengals. It's a couple of reasons. First of all, Burrow. Uh, just has there's so much, there's huge belief in him and what he does. There's his performance last year, you know, getting to the Super Bowl. I, it's I, I just think there's a huge amount of trust in him. And quite honestly, you know, these two quarterbacks are beyond belief. On the other side, you've got Jalen Hurts up against Brock Purdy. And and I find the matchup just beyond interest. I mean it's fascinating to think of where Purdy is and what he has a chance to do, and how sort of nonplussed, and how this doesn't even seem to phase him. I mean, how can you come from Iowa State and be the seventh, the, the last pick in the in the draft, and look like this, and and act like this, and the way he conducts himself, everything? Kudos to him. But I think between he and Jalen Hurts, I still lean toward the Eagles. But Aaron, that that San Francisco team—it's hard to doubt them at all. And uh, and I, I gotta—I just gotta wonder about where they are. I love the fact that on the conference championship weekend, some of these wide receivers, Aaron, are asking for, "Hey, I need to—I need more touches. I need more catches." That's what I love about wide receivers. It's never like a read the room. We're about to play in the conference championship. Maybe it's not the best time for me to be begging for catches, but AJ Brown's doing exactly that. I mean, that's what that is what he is doing. Um at at, at Philly, it's like, I need to touch the ball more and I need somebody to throw it to me. And I find I, I really do kind of like that. I like the attitude of, you know, let's get this thing going. Um, I did want to say also to bring you up, because some of you are thinking about putting some money on this game, following his, his Monday arrest on suspicion of misdemeanor domestic violence, San Francisco 49ers defensive lineman Charles Amenehu will remain with the team and continue preparing for Sunday's NFC Championship game, Kyle Shanahan said. Shanahan added that the 49ers spent the past couple of days looking into what happened with a minikyu and concluded that the best way of handling it is to let the legal process play out before making further decisions. Aaron, that's an interesting way to handle it. This is a great player for us. I think we should kind of sit back and wait for uh, wait for the legal process to, uh, to take place. We feel, quote, this is what Shanahan went on to say, we feel very good letting the legal process take care of itself, and I don't feel we should kick him off our team at this time. According to a release from the San Jose Police Department, police arrived at a residence at 4.39 p.m. local time on Monday after a woman called to report that a Menahue, who is her boyfriend, um, pushed her to the ground during an argument. No visible injuries were observed in the woman, um, on the woman who did complain of pain in her arm, but declined medical attention, police said. He was booked in the Santa Clara County Jail and released Monday after posting bail. He was also served with a restraining order. The case will be submitted to the Santa Clara County District Attorney's Office. All right. We will... Uh, well, I guess we'll get Coach Moore another time. This is not uh, this is not like Glenn at all. We love we got to see him today. He was telling good jokes at the uh, at the chamber, and um, he he was fully confirmed. So we'll maybe we'll we'll have him on uh, tomorrow or something like that. But that's uh, that's totally fine. Um, and uh, it was a great banquet today as the softball coaches from MCC. And the, uh, the baseball coaches, well, softball and baseball coach from MCC and the softball and baseball coaches from Baylor got together. First pitch, it's that uh, Waco Chamber, and it was a luncheon over at the, the Baylor Club. Great to see Mike Mosel, his whole crew, and uh, what a great place that is. And we love our association with the Baylor Club. Aaron, I also, uh, well, I made the trip today to see one of my favorite you know, I, I love barbecue. Even after a day I had a beautiful meal at the Baylor Club. I went to see our friends Aaron at Hellberg Barbecue. And man, that was uh that was pretty awesome. Philip Hellberg, vet they do an incredible job out there. And um we may be doing some things together. Incredible. Uh Hellberg, what Hellberg has done over at Baylor, and you go to a game now and you see the Hellberg signs up everywhere. Aaron, you're a man that loves a good meal. You love good food, cuisine, brisket, sausage, the pesto turkey, the half chicken. A lot of different ways you can go. And they've got some more exciting news. There is talk of expansion. And uh, so very excited about Helberg and the entire Helberg family. As Aaron talked about, there's a bad basketball game tonight. Aaron, is it smart? of a conference to play a, a big, huge game on a Monday, play a lot of really good games on a Tuesday, and then, okay, we got one more game. We got a package of games. Now, Aaron, maybe there's another game I'm not thinking about, but this is the only game you've mentioned. Iowa State in Texas Tech, that's not a great game to leave. Or Excuse me, yeah, for uh, West Virginia in Texas Tech, that's not a get, great game to leave for a Wednesday matchup. Now, as we were talking about earlier, Iowa State, Texas, and Kansas State all tied for first now at 6-2. and two. Baylor, Kansas, and TCU tied for second at 5-3. and three. I tell you what the Bears have done is nothing short of remarkable. You start 0-3 in this conference. You start pressing. You wonder if you're going to break through. They did break through on the road in West Virginia. Uh, some huge moments in that game. And uh, Jalen Bridges played you know, well on the road. Keontae George has played great on the road for the most part. He's had a little bit of a lull these last two games. But I'm telling you, Baylor has a chance to win this conference. And it sounded crazy just two, two weeks ago or two and a half weeks ago. That sounded really crazy. Oh, but, you know, You're just like, hey, I hope Baylor kind of gets to 500 or something like that. To win five straight games, no matter who you're playing in this conference, is a tremendous thing because it's a gauntlet and it includes road games. And KU has shown the defending national champs that were number two in the country, they lose to TCU. Of course, before that, they lost to K-State. They had not lost three straight games when including a home game in 10 years. And the Jayhawks have done so. And now Baylor, KU, and TCU. Aaron, I would say that at five and three, Baylor and TCU look extremely dangerous to me right now. And, boy, you and I were talking about it earlier. What TCU has in the way of size, athleticism, everything they do is just remarkable. And uh, that, that, that is really something to look at. And then Iowa State. I can't believe, Aaron, that over the last two years has any coach in America – done more to turn around a program. Obviously, Jerome Tang's having a great season at Kansas State. Aaron, could you have, how many candidates do you have in this conference for NCAA Coach of the Year? I would argue Jamie Dixon. If Baylor continues this, Scott Drew could get into the running. Iowa State with T.J. Olsenberger. Olsen, is that right? Uh, Coach Otts, we like to call him. Uh, Kansas State is in the running. Think about that, Aaron. That's four teams that possibly have a coach that could end up with NCAA Coach of the Year. That is remarkable. Who are the best NBA, future NBA players in the league? It's hard to say. What I thought was going to be one of the great players in in, in, uh, college basketball is that Tyrese Hunter, Aaron, who went from Iowa State to the University of Texas, and I was watching him last night. He's still a really good player. But he hasn't taken the leap that we thought he was going from Iowa State to Texas. I mean, it looked like he was going to be – now, again, we don't know. Maybe it would be different playing under Coach Beard, but he hasn't lit it up there. I'll tell you what happened. They brought him in, and it got Marcus Carr's attention. And Marcus Carr has turned himself into one of the best players in the conference and averages 17, 18 points a game. I I feel like if you average – 17 or 18 points right now in the Big 12. Aaron, to me, that's like averaging 23 or 24 points in the SEC, the ACC. Think about it. We used to think of the ACC as like the greatest conference, hands down. Aaron, who's good in the ACC right now? UNC's not even in the top 25. I mean, some of these schools, I mean, Virginia Tech's, I think, I mean, I looked at their record. That's not good. I think Clemson was okay. They're 24th in the country. I mean, it's pretty amazing – What's happened in the NCAA? I mean, in, in all of the NCAA. Who's the best conference after the Big 12, Aaron? I mean, would you say maybe the Big 10? I mean, I'm trying to think of who's ranked the Big 10. Michigan State's not. Ohio State's not ranked. Iowa is good. I, I mean, I think, um, I'm just trying to think who is, oh, Purdue. Purdue. Purdue is very good. I think Iowa is just kind of okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, it it right now is the Big Twelve, and then it's a huge gap to the to the next conference. Aaron, what would the rankings suggest? Who is the second best conference after the Big Twelve?
2: Probably the SEC, just because Alabama is two and Tennessee is four, and Auburn fifteen. Um. Pac-12's good obviously with Arizona and UCLA. They're 6 and 8 and let's see if there's any more Pac-12. No. Then there's a few ACC teams when you get further down the uh, the top 25 after Virginia. But I would say probably the SEC just because uh, they're kind of top heavy with Alabama and Tennessee.
1: Wow, that is uh that is really something. Um, and in Arkansas coming in here, Aaron. That's that Saturday game. They've been, they have had a rough road. I mean, Arkansas was supposed to be, and at one point, I think they were like a top thought of as a top ten team. They still have NBA talent. They still have Anthony Black, who came up from Duncanville, used to be at Capel. He and Keontae George have played together on different teams and have worked together and are great friends. But Anthony Black's going to be coming in here with Arkansas. I mean, that is. Well, now, Aaron, is there anything, is there, is there any matchup in this Big this Big 12 SEC uh, competition that grabs your attention the most? I would say Kansas and Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky's not the same as they always are. But that, to me, that's a huge blue blood game. Arkansas is not. Doing as well as we thought, but I still think that's going to be a tough ball game because they're extremely athletic and they always, at least in recent years, have huge NBA type talent. Anthony Black is that guy for them now. And he's being even talked about in some ways, possibly being a lottery type pick. Any of those matchups jump off the screen at you? Besides
2: Baylor, uh, in Kansas, Kentucky, uh, Texas, Tennessee, just because Rick Barnes and they're both, well, I thought I don't think Texas, I think Texas is 11, but they're both close to top 10 teams. They're both two of the best teams in the country. So that's probably, I think Texas and Tennessee may be the best matchup out of the whole challenge.
1: Do you think Rick Barnes thinks, hey, do I need to keep playing school <laughs> where I was? I mean, I get it. It's kind of fun. And it's great for Rick Barnes to go back to where he had a really good run with the Longhorns all those years. But I bet there's part of him that was like, I'd like to play somebody else. Um, Tell you who I'd like to see is his team play Scott Drew. Because even though they ended up being good friends, boy, Rick Barnes, he could not stand it when Scott and the Bears turned the corner and got really good. And uh, I promise you, he did everything he could to try to thwart that, and he couldn't. And in the end, uh, he was bounced out in Austin in part because he could not beat Baylor. And Shaka couldn't either, although Shaka did go to Marquette, Aaron, and and uh, he learned how to beat the Bears. That was a tough one. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show, ESPN, Central Texas, and we have to say... Good night. A couple of breaking news items to share with you. That is next.
4: Join us for our next Baylor Coaches Show from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
5: Join us for our next Baylor Coaches Show Thursday, February 2nd and hear from women's basketball coach Nikki Collin and acrobatics and tumbling head coach Felicia Mulkey.
4: The Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's and here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas.
9: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios.
6: Howdy. Chuck Garner here, professional guide, searching for bears in the wild. But not just any bears, oh no, a particular kind. With hundreds of thousands roaming freely in the wild, yet still hard to spot, unless you know the signs. There they are, Baylor Bears. If you're a bear enthusiast, or even a bear yourself, Join me and let's find some bears in the wild.
8: Join the expedition at baylor.edu slash alumni. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options as well as physical therapy and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. Do you know that this time of year blood donations are at their lowest? But there's good news, you can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Blood Care for local hospital patients who need life-saving transfusions. So do what I do, take a break, donate blood and save lives. Schedule your appointment today at carterbloodcare.org. That's carterbloodcare.org. Or call 800-366-2834 for more info and help save a life with Carter Blood Care.
9: Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center.
3: I'm Ward Vance with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. In the Big 12 last night, number 12 Iowa State over Kansas State 80 to 76, number 10 Texas over Oklahoma State 89 to 75, and number 11 TCU beat Oklahoma 79 to 52. In the Big 12 tonight, West Virginia is at Texas Tech. Five finalists in the MVP award for the NFL: Eagles Jalen Hurts, Vikings Justin Jefferson, Bills Josh Allen, Bengals Joe Burrow, and Chiefs Patrick Mahomes. Washington Wizards beat the Mavericks 127 to 126 last night. Mavs have the night off to travel to Phoenix to face the Suns tomorrow night. UMHB women's basketball coach Mark Moorfield is no longer employed by the university. Moorfield served as the head women's basketball coach at UMHB since 2015. The team in the middle of the conference play is currently 13-4. UMHB has assigned Kendra Foreman as the interim head coach. Sports Center. every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central
9: Texas. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Here's the Dismount, and uh, we say our, uh, our uh, goodbyes to you. And a lot of stuff floating around today out there. Um, <laughs> I did like, Aaron, that uh, the Joe Burrow was asked about apparently – he said at the end of that Bills game, I'm him. Basically kind of bragging on himself a little bit. And um, he was asked about that. And he said that – he said, did I say that? And he said, sometimes I kind of black out during games. <laughs> so I like the uh, response from him. Um, we did get a report a couple of hours ago that uh, Kellen Moore, Cowboys offensive coordinator – has completed his second day of interviews uh, with the Carolina Panthers. Dan Quinn has had a second interview with Arizona as well. So wanted to keep you on top of the uh, Cowboys' coaches as they do their different uh, interviews. And so that'll uh, that'll do it for today and second interviews with the Panthers, Moore, Wilkes, and Frank Reich. All right, everybody, have a great night, and we'll talk to you on Thursday. That is tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Thank you, Aaron. Good night, everyone. This
9: is the Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference Basketball. Modern Media, your full-service advertising agency. Now, here's the
5: voice of the Bears, John Morris. My name's Trevor Check. A Big 12 hoops on today's Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround. Coming up, we'll look at the three games last night of the Big 12, all won by the home teams. Now one game tonight, West Virginia at Texas Tech. Details straight ahead on today's Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround. Sparkle into the new year with DMRA Fine Jewelers. Now through January 31st, take up to 60% off during the DMRA January Clearance Event and save big on pieces from your favorite brands. New year, new jewelry at the DMRA Fine Jewelers January Clearance Event. Shop and save now at DMRA Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive.
9: Want the latest in Nike Bella gear? It's available at the Baylor bookstore on 5th Street in the heart of the Baylor campus or online at baylorshop.com.
5: Hey folks, John Morris for the Brunner Auto family. If you're thinking about a Chevrolet, Chrysler, Buick, Dodge, GMC, Jeep, Cadillac, Toyota, or quality pre-owned vehicle, visit Brunerado.com. Bruner serves all of Texas with delivery to your location. Now Baylor fans get the Bruner Advantage at no additional cost with every new vehicle purchase. A lifetime powertrain certificate and much, much more. Only at Bruner Auto Family at Brunerado.com. Your family since 1928.
9: Now let's see what's making news in the Big 12 Conference. Here again is the voice of the
5: Bears. And welcome back. Three games on the Big 12 schedule last night. Home team winning all three. 11th ranked TCU won in Fort Worth over Oklahoma 79-52. 10th ranked Texas won in Austin over Oklahoma State 89-75 the final. And 12th ranked Iowa State knocked off number five Kansas State in Ames 80 to 76 the final. At the end of the night there was a three-way tie for first in the league standings Iowa State, Kansas State and Texas all 6 and 2 in league play. TCU Baylor and Kansas one game back at 5 and 3. One game tonight in the league, West Virginia at Texas Tech. These two, both in the top 25 nationally a month ago, now a combined 1-13 and in Big 12 conference play. Texas Tech head coach Mark Adams feeling the frustration of an 0-7 start.
12: No different, I'm sure all the fans feel. You're frustrated, you're, uh, you're disappointed, and you see these guys play the effort they played with, and then... Uh, you know, find a way to let it uh, get away from us, but very frustrated and but still determined you know the guys you know they, they want to win we've got great competitors and and uh you know i, I, I they hurt for uh, each other and and uh, we all hurt we all hurt as a coaching staff for this this young team and and then we hurt for our fans we we know how important winning is and and uh i don 't think anybody's more frustrated than I am and you know sad that we hadn't got this thing going yet and and it, uh, you know, days are tough to wake up and get going, but we're, you know, that's what we do in West Texas. We have a lot of tough people out here and, and uh, with, with uh, you know, coming from farming community and a lot of farming, farmers out there and, and you just got to keep going. Uh, crop may not be as good as you thought it was, but you'd make the best if you can. And, and we're, right, we're still right there. So we're, we've got, uh, I think, a resilient team and we're hoping to continue to see that and we'll see that uh, against West Virginia.
5: That's Texas Tech head coach Mark Adams, his Red Raiders hosting West Virginia tonight. The Game Tips top of the hour on ESPNU. And that's today's Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Keep up with Big 12 hoops on
9: your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. ESPN Central Texas.
3: I'm Kyle
7: Tomlinson, General Manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota. We offer a full selection of new and pre-owned vehicles. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price.
4: Jeff Hunter Toyota, Toyota quality, Waco Values.
7: Buy more,
11: save more. This is true for tractors, too, at WWF.